An 18-point deficit is erased. Penn State beats Ohio State 83-80 to at home. First Big Ten win under Coach Mike Rhodes. And I'm here to tell you why this Penn State team was written off a little too quickly after that five-game losing streak. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on college and use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix daily fantasy sports made easy. Whoa. What a roller coaster of a game. Uh, it's uh, the five game losing streak. Uh, it, it's tough, especially when you're coming off of a, a home loss to Bucknell that you have to somehow be able to rebound from against Maryland. You don't do it, but you show some signs of improvement. And then the first half of, oh, against Ohio State looks abysmal, but then that's why you play a full, you know, you play a full 40 minutes at, at the college level, two 20 minute halves and Penn State gets it done against Ohio State. Penn State's had a really good track record against the Ohio State Buckeyes recently. Uh, I don't I don't know what it is, whether it was Micah Shrewsbury or Pat Chambers before that, right? And now Mike Rhodes. Penn State men's basketball seems to have Ohio State's number in this case. We're going to break it all down, recap it for you. Instant reaction time. Help out the show. For everything, all of your Penn State Nittany Lion needs as fast as you can, you subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions, where we discuss everything from football to men's basketball, wrestling, and men's hockey as well, since they are in season. You want all that information and analysis here, you subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions. Okay, so Penn State wins 83-80 to uh, over Ohio State. First big, win, big 10 win of the season. First Big 10 win under Mike Rhodes. And the main takeaway that, that I brought from this was the fact that Penn State shouldn't have been written off as quickly as it was. This is a team that was built from the entirety of the transfer portal. Even the players that didn't necessarily enter, that return, right? Demetrius Lilly, a Jameel Brown, a Kanye Clary, who's proven to be so far the MVP of this team with the way that he has such a natural feel for the game of basketball, especially on the offensive side. But you bring some VCU players in. You go to Temple. You go to you go to Georgetown, Maryland, right? With Caduce Wahab, you're bringing in all these different elements. These different places now have to come together. These different styles of basketball. Basketball is a long season. Uh, it's not like baseball now. NBA, Major League Baseball, but then college baseball and college basketball are you know are about in that in college baseball a little bit longer, but college basketball, right? You're you're playing about 35, 40 games, you know, depending on how you well how well you do with your conference tournament. In football, you can afford you can't afford to lose five games in a row, or your season's basically a wash at the college level. In pros, maybe you can overcome it, but college, not so much. In basketball, that's a different story. And my point is that Mike Rhodes and this team are figuring it out day by day by day. You have players from different backgrounds, different programs, different styles of basketball, all as of last month, as of last year. 
just a few months back, this team finally fully came together with everybody out of the portal. Mike Rhodes officially situated at Penn State. But you have so many competing things, players that played under Micah Shrewsbury, players that played under Mike Rhodes directly and already know his system and maybe have one up against the current players that are coming in. It's still, so you have to be able to move this puzzle around and shift all these pieces. So no, I'm not surprised that Penn State had a game like Bucknell. I'm glad they did because that was probably a wake-up call, a reality check, something to get out of their system early on in the season because I'd rather them make these mistakes now because as we've noticed, as we notice, college, the way that teams are evaluated, committees or anything else, they're going to pay a lot closer attention to what you do later on in the season as opposed to the beginning of the season. So Penn State's going to have this these five-game losing streaks. They struggle against quad three, quad four opponents, right? Those types of schools. Do that now. Don't do that the final stretch of the season because as we saw when Micah Shrewsbury was coaching this team, that Penn State went on that hot streak at the end of the regular season, won those games in the Big Ten Conference Tournament, and ended up making the NCAA Tournament. But we need to actually assess the reality of Penn State men's basketball at this point. Penn State men's basketball is a work in progress. The transfer portal was the only way to build this team to be somewhat successful, to have any success this season, because what was Mike Rhodes supposed to do? How much was he supposed to recruit? There was really there was no way to get any semblance of a class for 2023 because Micah Shrewsbury had recruited all those kids. And what happened? They decommitted and flipped to Notre Dame accordingly. Penn State, if they were going to have, like I said, build, get any wins, you needed college-ready basketball players now, veterans, that Mike Rhodes was able to recruit out of the transfer portal. I would say your class of 2023 for Penn State under Mike Rhodes was getting back Demetrius Lilly, Kanye Clary, and Jameel Brown, and getting some of your VCU players in this case. But you have experienced veteran college basketball players that understand this. Some of them, yes, it's a step up to the Big Ten. But let's not say that this team is the worst in the conference. I've seen that, well, they shouldn't have built through the transfer portal, or this team is the bottom feeder. They have no chance of, of, of doing any damage in the Big Ten conference of play. They took Maryland to overtime. As far as I'm concerned, Maryland could be considered a top 25, like a solid top 25 team. I think they might float in and out of the rankings a little bit. But they took that team on the road after losing to Bucknell to overtime, and then you bounce back, you erase an 18-point deficit to beat a quality Ohio State team. They've gone through some changes through the transfer portal as well. Evan Mahaffey, nice to see you again, old friend. Uh, and no, no hard feelings, I, I hope, in this case. But I like Mike Rhodes. I like this team. And, and I'm going to explain why I like this team so much more in the upcoming segment. But Penn State is a team that looks like they rally behind Mike Rhodes. They believe in him. He's a good leader. So while this team is probably going to be trying to crack the top 10 of the conference this year, that's what they are in reality. They are a fringe top 10 Big Ten team this season. But they're not bad. They're not terrible. They just got to figure out how they all gel together. The chemistry, as we've noticed, look at guys like, DeMarco Dunn, for example, gives you a quality, solid 20 minutes tonight is a, an effective score. And then other games playing single digit minutes, right? Everybody, Leo O'Boyle not playing much to begin. And then today, four three pointers made, 
15 points, it's a work in progress, and that's why you play a full season of basketball. You can make quick judgments, make those assessments, say, hey, this team is struggling in these spots, but to make a blanket assessment and say that, no, this team's not competitive, no, this team can't be uh, a heavy car a participant in the Big Ten and forget about the NCAA tournament. In the offseason, I said with the talent that they were bringing in, this is a team that can go on a late season run. They're going to need a performance in the Big Ten tournament like no other, probably making it to the championship game again where it helps out the resume, beating teams that they're not supposed to if they want to crack one of those double-digit seeds in the NCAA tournament. That is the ceiling. The basement, it's not being the worst team in the Big Ten. The basement is, you know, finishing, okay, under 500 in the Big Ten and, and just not really being a threat uh, to steal to steal a bid or one of those last second spots, one of those last four into the NCAA tournament. That's the Now, what in reality is Penn State going to navigate here? Well, that's what I'm going to discuss in the upcoming segment, why I like this Penn State team and why they can be competitive inside of the Big Ten Conference. Before we get to that, let's hear from one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch those winnings roll in. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. With the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries will stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games, college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player that exits in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is then rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So now what do you got to do? You go to pricepicks.com slash college with promo code college, and you get a $100 first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks.com slash college with promo code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And the Locked On Podcast Network is proud of this one, launching the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you. It's 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I do like this Penn State team. I like them a lot. Are, are they going to have their shortcomings here and there? Absolutely, because they're finding a way to gel together. But let me tell you what I like about the aspects of this team. I'll start with Kanye Clary and Ace Baldwin, because you need two playmakers. I thought Ace Baldwin was going to come in and be the face of the team because he was Mike Rhodes' guy. He was at BCU, right? He was the A-10 All-Conference Player of the Year, right? And, and he comes in. And it's Kanye Clary's team to this point with the way that Kanye Clary has been scoring, been handling the minutes. Uh, he's received a lot of high praise. I feel like Ace Baldwin is kind of adjusting to a system where other people can be the main person. 
can be the main guy. And Kanye Clary, I think, has handled it very well. Nobody is being a ball hog or anything like that. But so far, I've been impressed with how good Kanye Clary has been. Mike Rhodes able to convince him to stay because I wonder what he would have done at Notre Dame had he followed Micah Shrewsbury. Who knows how those conversations went? Maybe Kanye Clary found Mike Rhodes a little more appealing as a coach than Micah Shrewsbury. Who knows? I don't. But I'm here to say that Kanye Clary is benefiting quite a bit. I mean, in this game against Ohio State, you're the leading scorer. And uh, to have the compliments that you ha had from O'Boyle and Dunn, but the leading scorer for Penn State at 19, leading scorer for the game, and the signs were there from the, the preseason scrimmages and everything else, that Kanye Clary was going to be a focal point in this offense. He's handling the workload. He's handling the responsibility. He has grown up so much in a year's time. I like this team because you have not one, but two guys. So when Ace Baldwin doesn't have his best night. Now, what he does, instead of lamenting the fact that, okay, Kanye Clary is at 19 points, the sophomores outscoring you, right? I'm not saying there's any of that. That's not what I'm implying. But instead of it being that case, Ace Baldwin's a veteran player. So where he's not the main scorer, the leading scorer in this case, what does he do? He plays savior with the three-point ball and the made shot late in the game to give Penn State that lead at the end of the game against Ohio State. That is where your star players can come alive because even when they're not lighting up the box score, when they're doing those kind of heroics, so these two are complementing each other. And that's going to segue into my next point because like the dynamic between Kanye Clary and Ace Baldwin, everybody, what I like about this team is the depth. This team has so many good veteran players. You can go anywhere on the roster and if it's not Puff Johnson's night, because tonight, it certainly wasn't. He only had one point, but that's what I mean. Tonight, it's not Puff Johnson's night, but maybe in a week's time, or maybe even the next game, for, uh, for crying out loud. It might be, but it could be Cutis Wahab's night. It can be Ace Baldwin's, Kanye Clary's. Today, it was DeMarco Dunn, Leo O'Boyle. One night, it's going to be Raekwondis Mitchell's night, right? You have so many players that can come alive at any given moment. You don't have to over -re overly rely on one player to get the job done. Teams can't game plan for that. Opponents can't game plan for that. So Kanye Clary might not have it on a given night or on a given Saturday, but hey, Ace Baldwin does, and he's pretty good at it too. So you almost have to pick your poison, and you can't predict which player is going to get hot. It could be a Nick Kern. It could be a Zach Hicks. Do you get what I'm saying here? I just named almost the entire roster with the exception of some guys that aren't really playing right now, okay, uh, in the case of Jameel Brown and Demetrius Lilly, but guys who have seen their minutes kind of fluctuate a little bit are the guys that have been consistent starters. Any of them can go off. Wahab could get you 15 rebounds. How do you game plan for that? Or Kanye Clary attacking you from the mid-range, inside of the paint. The outside shooters in Zach Hicks, Puff Johnson, this team is extremely dynamic. Good luck trying to predict what game plan Mike Rhodes is going to roll out with in the beginning, but also what he can adjust to on the fly. And that's exactly what happened. Penn State made adjustments at halftime, and you saw the 18-point deficit evaporate. So that's where Penn State can beat other teams. Not every team in the Big Ten is going to be predictable, but let's take the likes of Purdue. Purdue is going to be very predictable. If you can shut down Zach Eady, you have an easier time to at beating Purdue. That's a fact, even though that's very difficult to do. Shut down Ace Baldwin and, and what? 
Exactly. Tanya Clary's still on the team. Puff Johnson can get hot at any moment. Zach Hicks. Today it was Leo O'Boyle. Today it was DeMarco Dunn being those complimentary scores. I hope people are understanding my point that this team is diverse with not only its players, but its skill sets. The skill sets that they can do a little bit of everything. Wahab and Johnson can clean up the glass. Johnson and Zach Hicks. And we've seen that Ace Baldwin and Kanye Clary can shoot it as well. Perfect. Going into my third point. And the, the three-point ball is my third point here. Penn State, any of those guys can shoot, I, the exception of Wahab. But Jameel Brown, DeMarco Dunn, Raekwondis Mitchell, Ace Baldwin makes the game, you know, the game-changing three-pointer late in the game. Kanye Clary, not afraid to shoot it. So if someone is not having a good night, the chances of Penn State, all of the shooters going cold on this team, is very unlikely of one of them is going to get warm. One of them is going to find a hot streak in this case. Today, it was Leo O'Boyle. And that's what I like about this Penn State team. Remember last season, Seth Lundy, Jalen Pickett, really, you're and, and Andrew Funk, of course, your sharpshooter. When Andrew Funk and Seth Lundy were non-existent, they just had a bad night. It's not because they're bad players, but sometimes you were going to have off nights. Remember the game where Seth Lundy couldn't make a basket? to save his life, right? Penn State last year lived and died by how well Andrew Funk and Seth Lundy shot the ball and maybe some complimentary shooting from Jalen Pickett. But that's all that Micah Shrewsbury team had. Micah, Mike Rhodes saw that and went and made sure that he got a plethora of different shooters. Puff Johnson, Zach Hicks, Ace Baldwin, Kanye Clary, Jameel Brown, if you really need him, Leo O'Boyle. These guys can all shoot the basketball from any spot of the arc and the mid-range and play close to the paint. So that's why I like this. And that's why I really like this Penn State team. I think that they have a lot of good complementary skill sets. It's just figuring out where where do they play? Who do you give the minutes to? What do you do? Because in the I don't want to criticize Leo O'Boyle so much because he had 15 points and some of the best shooting down the stretch. But defensively, he's okay. He's he's not that great defensively. So you have to be able to figure all that out. And Mike Rhodes is only going to figure that out in due time as a good coach. I hope he's a great coach, but right now as a good coach, you got to figure out where your players are best suited. Should this guy get 20 minutes tonight? Should he get 30 minutes based on the matchup, right? This guy's cold. Do I bench him or is he going to get warmer and go on a hot streak later in the game? It's about figuring that out. But Penn State has 10 players that it can turn to and yes, some of them are better than others, of course, but you're going to get a lot of good complimentary play on any given night from a deep, deep roster. You just have to figure out the chemistry. You have to figure out where they gel together. And that's why Penn State had a bad first half, but they had an exceptional second half on, on their way to a victory. Let's actually look at the box score and talk about that. Impressions uh, of what to make. You know, Puff Johnson only having one point, Leo O'Boyle having 15 and 25 minutes, a, a lot to like as they are now with one win. They have one win in conference play. They are one and one in the Big Ten. We'll look a little bigger picture here with the game itself on the other side. So let's hear from another one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is eBay Motors. Passion, patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to its peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over its 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Motors, eat it be guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. And in this final segment, the game itself, 83 to nothing. I feel like the takeaways are more important to put at the beginning of the show, but let's look at the box score itself as Penn State wins 83 to 80 over Ohio State. Now, this Ohio State team built a little bit through the transfer portal as they lost some players to the draft, right? The, the Buckeyes, uh, a quality team, 8-2 and two entering this one, or 8-1, and one, I should say, entering this one, and then they lose to Penn State. Penn State back at 500 overall and 500 in the Big Ten. But getting a guy like Jamison Battle, who was the unsung hero, I guess, or I guess maybe the sung hero at Minnesota, because those were some bad Minnesota teams that he was on. But Jamison Battle, a very talented player and someone that you would want to land out of the transfer portal. That's why the Buckeyes are going to be a force in the Big Ten as a whole. And it's really difficult to predict just exactly how the Big Ten will finish, especially with games like this, right? You think Penn State should be written off. Well, no. They shouldn't. They didn't write back tonight in this case. I'll steal that one from Geno Smith. But let's look at the box score. Kanye Clary scoring 19 points. Ace Baldwin with nine. And, and a little rough from three, only one of five. But that's where other players can make up. Leo O'Boyle, four of five from three-point range. DeMarco Dunn, two of four from three-point range. After DeMarco Dunn, DeMarco Dunn hasn't really been playing all that much or playing at least consistently. Had one minute logged in the game against Maryland in overtime, 11 minutes against Bucknell, eight against the likes of Texas A&M. Right? Penn State went on a five-game losing streak, aside from Bucknell. Bucknell's really difficult to excuse. But that five-game stretch that they had to go through, Maryland on the road, VCU's not a bad team either. Butler, a ranked Texas A&M team that was out for revenge, even though this is a different squad, it's no longer Micah Shrewsbury, it's Mike Rhodes, but the Aggies probably had revenge on the mind because they had plenty of players still left over from that first round team that was knocked out last season. That was personal for them. But in this case, Penn State, to not let the, the losing streak continue to, to get, this is a building block for the season. This isn't a, oh, the program is so much better because of it. No, you, you have to focus on this season because a lot of these players, some of these players are going to be one and done, right? Some of these players aren't going to be back next year. So it's not about the program, but you want to instill confidence in this group because when you go on those losing streaks, those teams, it's harder to recover from those kinds of things. And then because these guys haven't played together, then chemistry can really go out the window and, and then you don't try to gel at all because it's like, well, what's, is it worth it at this point? You know, the season's coming to an end, but Penn state kind of exercising these demons early and often in the season. And that's not like they just beat a middle of the pack, big 10 team. They beat a quality Buckeyes team at home. 
Crowd was solid, good, solid, solid crowd, not not a sellout, right? Not a sellout because people have already begun to written off this Penn State team that's only 10 games in, only 10 games into the season. And I see that the the crowd at the Bryce Jordan Center is only a little over half capacity here, 60, 64 percent, according to ESPN's ratings. But uh, it it was a, a nice crowd on hand uh, for a Saturday game. And it's also nice to see Penn State having a Saturday game as well, a primetime Saturday game when at home when that's really not, uh, it hasn't been consistent the past few seasons. Let's just say that much. The play-by-play voice for men's basketball, Steve Jones can attest to that a, a little more. But they did an excellent job uh, against an Ohio State team because one, they, they went down, but they felt like they weren't out of it. That's coaching. That is coaching. To be able to rally the team like that down 18 points and at home to come back like that. You scored 54 in the, in the second half. You didn't even need overtime to get back to this, but we look at some other things from the box score. Penn state shot. Well, 47% from the field. That's that's good. It gets you good enough. 41% from three point range. That is really good. I'll tell you where they need to clean up and both teams. Honestly, you look at the free throw percentage, 11 of 19 is not going to cut it for Penn state. I don't even care. Ohio state shot 68%, but for Penn state, 58% from the line, when it and it's give it to you, it is not that needs to be fixed. There's no excuse for missing that many free throws. They're they're freebies. You got to make them. Rebounds. Ohio State out rebounded Penn State, and I think that my outside of uh, Caduce Wahab, Penn State is going to have to. Be, they're going to have to find a way to manufacture some rebounds and do some things a little differently. The the Buckeyes have a lot of different players that are going to be scrappy in this case, so I don't think that's a sign of things to come. I think that's just kind of par for the course in this case because. Jameson Battle can get your rebounds. Evan Mahaffey is kind of that do-everything player. He's not going to score for you, but as Penn State saw last year when he was playing for the Nittany Lions, uh, in this case, five rebounds and six assists. He's a guard forward. He kind of does a little bit of everything, and he had five points. Okay, He's, he's a defensive player. He's, he's the player that does all the ugly stuff, right? But then you have another guy like that uh, that's coming off the bench for this Ohio State team, and that's Zed Key. Zed Key, I... I'm a big fan of him as an individual player because he also does those kind of scrappy things. So when you have Zed Key and Evan Mahaffey on the floor at the same time, they're going to do those little things that that show up in other categories on the box score that aren't necessarily points. And Penn State did a good job counteracting that in this case. Penn State 11 assists. at Not necessarily concerning, but you want to see them distribute the ball a little more for a team that was 10 of 24 at the three-point line, you would think that there would be more assists than that. But that also can go hand-in-hand because it means that players are able to create their own shot. You don't score 83 points by accident here against an Ohio State team that I already named two very good. I'm talking elite defenders, all-conference defenders in the types of Evan Mahaffey and Zed Key. And you scored 83 points against this team, 54 in one half. Points in the paint, I think, is as good. 24 points, uh, 18 fouls, and you were able to erase that deficit there. Also, the key, the reason Penn State wins this game is because they had a turnover margin of 16 to 8, meaning that Ohio State committed 16 turnovers to Penn State's 8. So Penn State protected the basketball in this case and made Ohio State look silly when they were on offense Committing 16 turnovers. Again, that's a veteran Ohio State team committing those kind of turnovers. That's a testament to Penn State's defense 
And notice the scores here, folks. Notice the scores. Because one of the biggest concerns for Penn State coming into the season with Mike Rhodes as the first-year head coach here in Happy Valley was, oh, this offense is going to be slow. It's going to be boring. It's going to be methodical. 83 points. I, remember those Penn State teams from last year that the, some of them, yes, sometimes they would have really good shooting nights, but how about the year before that, Micah Shrewsbury's first year at Penn State, where it was the race to who's going to score 50? Who's going to score 60? Ooh, we remember those ones. But the point totals that Penn State has put up in the last few games, despite win or loss, right? Ohio State, 80 against Maryland, 75. Bucknell, 67. Okay, well, that's, uh, that one's an outlier, right? VCU, 74. Butler, 78. Texas A&M, 77. Moorhead State, 74. St. Francis, 83. Lehigh, 74. Delaware, 79. This offense is exciting. I wonder how much in, I, I know, I know for a fact that Joe Crispin, one of the best prolific scorers in Penn State men's basketball history. Someone's got to take that mantle for, away from him eventually, but one of the best offensive players in Penn State basketball history, and now he's on the staff. He has a good amount of what's going into the offense this year, collaborating with Mike Rhodes, along with the other assistants, right? But you get another offensive mind where this Penn State team does not play slow. They, play, they don't play methodical. They play to the matchup, but they also play their style of basketball. And their style of basketball is a good offense that can attack from so many different ways. They can go fast. They can go slow. They can set up the three-point and spread the basketball around. They can go and dump it inside of the paint. That's my point. A diverse offense, but an offense that, oh, are you, they're going to be boring. Mike Rose's offense at, at VCU, they were so slow. They have no tempo. They're not going to be any fun. I think through 10 games so far, I'd like to beg to differ, and so would Mike Rhodes and this Penn State team. I appreciate everyone joining the live show. This is a lot of fun. I like doing these. Penn State wins 83-80 to 80 over Ohio State. Improves to 500 overall, 500 in the Big Ten. More Penn State men's basketball content is going to be on the way. And Penn State football, we saw Theo Johnson opt into the draft, but as we talked about on the show, is going to play in the bowl game. So we were anticipating that. Manny Diaz, officially the head coach of Duke. Bradley Thompson coming back to Penn State. So some good news, some bad news. Defensive coordinator search still going on. We're going to have all those discussions and more here on Locked On Nittany Lions.